ways uh, that it was just like it was just kind of like it's so the most deplorable acts. Uh, gran- like gran- gran- grannies, kids. Who's the like, one he fucked had a up. House of horror. The what? one that like made, created a horror house in the East Coast. You should know. Oh. His what? Name. But he's the guy that created that horror house and literally would watch people suffocate to death. Oh, I don't know. But I, there was some. There was a couple guys that were like. A movie. You're talking about the 1800s. I think that's yeah, what you're talking about. He had this. He a hotel where basically had these he passages built into it. I forget his name. I always. Yeah, he's a doctor or something, but he had this hotel. It was. It really is that. That's the part that I think is the worst. Is like that when they. What about Ed Gein? That's Ed Gein is just such a unique case because it's how weird people get on the prairie. Like you just be like somebody out on the house and also in the marshes. In the marshes. Where? where, where, What state was was that? It's in Wisconsin Dells. Okay, but still, Wisconsin's a really. Have you ever been to Wisconsin? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So it's really like kind of very white. Where he was. Yes, and there was no black people. Yeah, nothing. Isn't that where cheese comes from? That's right. Yeah, but a different part. I know cheese comes from 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 under. No, uh, no, that's from under cheese. That's you know, my friend said he goes, "Hey, goes, yeah, you're a type from under cheese." I said, "No." He goes, hey. "I said, where's that?" He goes, from under, from under here. here, and he goes, "Like you know, you just like like yeah. like scrote cheese, you, you know." A restaurant oh, yeah. or yeah. place when they don't like you, or no, oh god, you know, this guy, uh, he's you too. Have, have you have you done your 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 uh, Norcos today? Because you seem a little bit like like Norcoy. What does that exactly mean, sir? That means that you're like kind of like happier. You're happier oh, than you're. Am I good or am I bad? Tell me. Do you have any? Nor- no, no, no. Let's not talk about it. No, no. Okay, let's leave that one alone. Hey, so you live in Palo Alto, right? I have. I, Palo Alto. I live somewhere. He lives in Palo Alto, everybody. So I know. <laughs> that means he's cool. Hey, you know, so like I just want to tell everybody, thank you for tuning into the Roxy Roller Radio Show today, and all the guests. You know, we're we're in OT here, so it's like you know we can we can go. Uh, you know, it's like one of the good things about doing Saturdays because sometimes I'm just like I'll just drink a lot of coffee or something, and I'll just be like I'm not going. I'm just want to be a live DJ. Because what's cooler about DJing when um, is that it's better than the the just bullshit that they're gonna. Pl- no, I mean the great radio program. And they have when it's not a live DJ. You guys are like looking like you're looking at your phones more than talking. I'm gonna play some music because you guys are getting boring. Yeah. No, fuck you and your shit, dude. You've already been a dick enough times. Uh, I'm gonna play some KMFDM. Okay. And then we'll play your song. You can punch it up after that. I want to promote Hot Laundry. Yeah, that's cool. But wait till you hear this song. This song changed my life. Listen to this shit. Ow! Fix me up, baby. Fix me up.
KMFDM, that's fucking bad. Ed Ash, one of the heroes there. And there's a little Ed Ash in everything I do. Okay? I'm just telling you right now, this is one of the coolest individuals, one of the most uncompromising artists I've ever seen in the earth. Mel and Mance, a lot of shit, where place he got that freaky shit in the warehouses crawling around in rubble. That was Ken Ed Ash the first. Hey, there's some weed there. Uh, I, know, I know you're a big pop smoker there. We're, we're hanging out with a uh, Buzzmaster. He's fuzzy. I'm not saying he, but he does masking. So there's like this kind of a contradiction right there. No, I don't know if he does. Whoa, he just said my, my. Okay, here we go. Let's, let's go. Okay, we're going to do a little fade here. That was uh, Cam FDM, one of the most radical tracks of all time. Fix me up. Fix me up with some of that fucking good golden brown fucking putania. That's what I want. Oh, because I'm, I'm from the Church of Golden Brown. You know when you fry something up perfectly on the, on the you know, you got your fry pan going, you put some veggies on there, some meat, whatever, some, some bacon, golden brown. That, that's that, that sweet spot in life. So I call it the Church of Golden Brown when everything's just like, oh, it's crazy. Ah, oh, bam. You know, it's Church of Golden Brown. He's, well, now we're going to hear some music that sucks. That's by uh, my friend here, uh, Fuzzmaster. Um, but it's, I'm not saying that uh, I think it sucks. I've never heard it yet. But I just know he's he's been a... Uh, He's, like, he's like one of these guys who thinks they're like, they, they can just uh, waltz in here and just take over the show. Sitting here smoking weed on the air. Uh, and he's taking 100 years to punch in his song. Give me my pipe, dude. You're voguing it already. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to let him punch his song. Um, you know, with Pride here, I know that there was just a dyke march. Anybody got any, or uh, is there anybody got good stories from that time? Anybody ever been a part of it? I guess not. No, okay. Hey, if they got any reports from over there, you people can tell us what's happening. Live. Your mic's so live. But here we're going to go with one of his hot bands called Hot Laundry. There's this band I was in. Uh, Are you still in there? Uh, yeah, we played on 620 just a couple nights 620, ago. 620, man. That says one day before my fucking uh, day of uh, marriage. So um, let's it's go with live this. radio broadcast. Hey, you know, we just passed our, our, our 21st wedding anniversary. I wanted That's to true. say congratulations thank you. Uh, about thank you. that. That's wow. That's like, oh, my God, right? And the fact that... Oh, oh, thank you. Is, is that is it sincere? No, because you know what? A lot of times, like, I know a lot of people are really... They long to have that connection with somebody, and it's not... It's, it's, it doesn't come without a price. Because you got to leave all that good pussy on the table. Let's face it. That's that's what sucks. You know, when you got that fine, fine, and you know you got a fucking slam dunk over there. Like, you know, like, when you got you to... And you're like, you're like, oh, my God. This sucks, because she's... You, never happened to you. But you know what I'm talking about, a little bit. I've seen it happen. Okay. I've seen... Uh, okay, go ahead. So play your song. We got this hot laundry at the uh, WNL uh, other radio station, not this one. Let's hear it. I might just take the bus home. Let's do it. Come on, play it. Play it, play it, play it. Okay.
Fuck it. I don't even care anymore. Let me turn this shit off. That's fine. So we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, maybe we can do a little bit. No, I don't. I'm not too happy about it. You guys were fucking just drink everything. So like, I didn't get shit. Not feeling good about it. I didn't even have like one drink. And you guys drank it all. Like not even caring about me. That's how I feel. Fuzz, you know, yeah, two bucks. You know, so why I spent seven bucks for for one bottle of water? That's bullshit. You guys drank it all, dude. Look, there's all. Look. Yeah, go spend some of your money, dude. You bought me enough beers, though. It's fine. On, over the years. I'm not giving you any goddamn more money. Are Fuck you really talking about beer on the radio? Yeah, I really am. I don't care. There's just one right behind there. Yeah. Yeah. Was it was it full? No, let's, let's not no, talk I, about I, I, religion just again. It, just take it. I'm over and it. Okay, so we're going to talk about religion here. I don't even care anymore. You know what? I lose my religion every day. Um, you remember that video, though? That was cool, right? Losing my religion. I, I had... I had a... Uh, you know, I lived in Athens, so I know, like, like, R.E.M. was one of those things that was kind of like, people thought was kind of cool. And what's, you know what really sucks about bands that were kind of big in the 90s was that pretty much, I'm pretty maligned at this point. A lot of bands. I don't know why, but the kids don't like the bands that were popular in the 90s. Just like, yeah, like sma- sma- Smashing and Pumpkins, a band like that. Yeah. Or even, even White Zombie, yeah. Stuff like. bullshit. I, I'm not Nine Inch not. Nails, right? I mean, All the kids are wrong. You're fucking right. wrong. It was good rock and roll, and you're mistaken, believe, kids. There's too many people here, and no, not enough people contributing. That's usually why we really kind of turn, turns like me up, like from the group experience, because I'm, I'm always willing to pay my share. Like, you know, it'll say, and I'll go into a situation I'm not going to kick down, but it's like when people take advantage of those things, uh, it makes me cry a little bit. But you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about all the pizza you guys are going to be buying me, because pizza is like the official food of Anna Black, from what I understand. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm known as the Brack Queen and the Pizza Queen. That's I true. Know. So what? what when did your, uh, your your obsession with pizza begin? Since I was a little kid and I first had my first slice before I could remember. I've always loved pizza. Uh, my mom was kind of a health nut, and so she steered, steered She was a hippie, right? Yeah. yeah. And she just wanted everything healthy. And so right. The, the so pizza was not on there. Pizza was not on the menu. Every now and then for a special treat, and she made it seem like it was the most glorious thing that I kind of worshipped it. I know. We actually thought that any food that was out uh, would, was amazing, but it was sometimes it was just IHOP, you know? And then, like, because like, I was just so excited to go out, I'd take every single fucking flavor of syrup and put it on my chocolate chip <laughs> pancakes and make myself so pancakes. sick. I'd be like, I'd be like, really oh, my God. Oh, God. And I'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. I know it was kind of sexy at the same time, just because uh, I don't know why it was my first experience, my first sugar rush. You know, I was thinking the other day about amusement parks. Was like, you know, when you go to them, like that's your first real drug that you ever do. When you get up there and it's like that throw going down on that that roller coaster. I hate it. I was like, you know what we used to do? We'd fucking use, uh, we'd basically do poppers, amyl nitrate. You know, we had those little jars that was called Rush. Yeah, we We did Rush. Oh yeah. We had no idea that we had no idea our 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 buttholes were dilated though. You know, like it was. Because like, that dilates your butt all, right? We all know that. Right? We, we call it locker room because they use it. Yeah, locker room is called locker room. Yeah. yeah. And we just said, and we're like, whoa, dilated uh, butthole. And, you know, we just, it was the weirdest fucking thing because we just didn't know crazy. we were, had that going on. That's something. Uh, <laughs> that was before my time. No, wait, wait, you didn't, so you never tried that. No. People people still do that stuff. Please. Yeah. Well, You'll see, like, like, I know, I've I seen a, a pretty well known goth girl walking around. Uh, dead. Butyl nitrate? Amyl nitrate, I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. But there's amyl and there's butyl nitrate. Oh, is, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like anal nitrate, you know. This, I don't know, but it's a lot of it's it's still big in the gay scene, and people do it like people They're called poppers too. Yeah, it's yeah. poppers. That's okay, what poppers are. Poppers. Yeah, yeah. You do it right before I, I you. You're supposed to do it right before you come. I've done. I mean, I've done a. Oh, how was it? 
That's pretty intense. His, his little smile there just told it all. That was pretty like, intense. He was like, nice chiz. That was a nice chiz uh, experience. I like GHB. And, and you, I, you, know, I did, you know what? It's funny. It was one of those things where like, uh, I have a friend who does that during the day. But he says, did you drink alcohol today, Roxy? I said, no, and I was like, so basically, you're not supposed to combine alcohol with with GHB. Oh, and I got I got hell deathly hell ill. No, I got I got really I, I know I almost died. And I, I walked it into the really work and I was like, I, I was and he goes, and I, I told him later on the next like next time I was like, he goes, Roxy, I ask you these questions for a reason. Yeah. And I was like, he's sitting there doing, I'm doing GHB. I was bored, so I just said, I'm gonna do GHB with alcohol because I'm an idiot. I say, I'm, I'm, I'm like, what's gonna happen, kind of guy. Oh well, this is like booze. So I can drink booze with it. It's really bad. It's not a well, well now you know why I'm Roxy Roller and other people are not because 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 I say what happens I want to find out what's on the other side you can depress your lungs I could have died I felt like I, I felt like I almost died like it was really like I was like oh, this is not good it's, it slows down your, your now you guys know why I'm the roller because like this like right. and even Fuzz, yeah. Fuzzy over there is going I thought I was retarded right to yourself right so scared she was gonna die I've taken people to hospital because of yeah see there you go you know what else we did we did this thing that also I think a kid almost got killed either cracked his skull or something but they this thing called hyperventilating. We were so, we were so into like just getting high in some way, but we didn't know. We weren't really money at all. What? You have to be so broke to do that. No. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Or depressed. Or depressed. No. No. Or just having a, having an anxiety attack. Yeah. Then then that was happening. Right. Mental illness. No. I I've hyperventilated through that. You know you how you like having an attack. Desperate measures. You know I think we just we just didn't know, but I'm. times measures. Oh, see, this is like you guys just this. Sounds like a group therapy about. Can you speak into a mic if you're going to speak on the air, please? I'm going back to a song. That's it. Put a bag over your own head. Okay. And you pull it off. No, that's not what I did. But that sounds sexy as fuck. I don't. I mean, no people (laughs) self-exphysiate, right? They're kind of into it. Yeah. Can you get me back to where? I mean, you can also scrape banana peels and smoke those. I've never tried that one, but we. Oh, we tried that in sixth grade. Oh, this is nutmeg mice. Yeah. Yeah. Can you get it back to my other station to go back? Not enough, though. You have to eat a lot. Did you know you can make ecstasy with nutmeg? Yeah. Can you go to the next reverse it if you don't mind? It's not as easy. Go to the last frame. Yeah. Just go history. Go to history. Oh, people you. get hell sick. Thank you. Man. Hey, so you know, um, they say go to go uh, there. Yeah, ch- no, 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 no. Go right yeah, here. Sure. I, mean, I remember a time. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we've played that one already, but just go to that one, and we'll, we'll roll it up when we're ready. And I checked okay, out a book you. for yeah, free. Oh, what do you do? How do you get high for yeah, free? Yes, that's uh, fine. Banana peels, nutmeg, morning glory seeds. Uh, the usual culprit. Holding It'll happen. I'm sorry. Well, what happened? Really hard. Okay, I'll do it. After you hold your breath. No, it's not. I want to be able to use this because they're on here. So let me see if I can do this. You guys, can you please? I mean, just oh, forget it. I'm just ready to give up. I do meditation. Okay. That gets me high. Oh, fuck my life. Uh, this is before the internet. Now you guys, it's like great. I love this like sub conversation. It just kind of like before well, they the just internet. do it. This is like, this is like what what people this can do in this kind of format. It's like just like almost like people hanging out at a table. And if you did it in your own station, well, well we can talk about this after the show off the air. But like if you're in a such a situation where you had a 24 our live stream which all of us are able to get now there are certain prices or certain avenues you can go you can basically just go to a bar set up your fucking shit like with a two channel like uh, interface maybe or, or four
bar where you have microphones and just sit at a right. bar doing a show oh, and say nice. whatever you want, drinking yeah. what you want, having even sub conversations, people walking in. And you'd have and a it, million viewers. You would have, you know what? Uh, these are these are documents. These files are actually going to be here for a hundred years for humans to study life on Earth a hundred years before. Like these, like just like we have like hieroglyphics and certain things that are there, historical photos. Yeah. One day this will be historical. One yeah, we're going to have such a bounty of this time that was one of the most pivotal points in human history because we right now have the means in the last hundred years when the, since the nu nuclear bombs happened to, to destroy to obliterate our, our species and almost all life on earth we've never had that power in our hands that's why all we have is this very second I'm a right here, right now kind of guy. I'm an existentialist. I, I, I exist, therefore I am, and that's, that's it. So we go into the next moment. So you can't even tell if everything that. Have, do you guys ever have memories that are so vivid and so just like that? You go, that couldn't have really happened. Like in your mind, you're saying, I lived this when you're 18. You're doing these crazy things like hitchhiking across the country, sure. getting in like things with truckers and not doing anything, but just getting these rides and go, hey boys. How come you got them earrings in your ears? And we said, no, it's, look, dude, left ear. Left ear. Left ear, dude. You know, because if you had your left ear, that, you remember that shit? And, and the guy's like, he's like, I don't care what you, uh, you know, they, they, you know, they were seeing if we would, what we were up to. And when we didn't put out, they just dumped us off in the middle of the road. I was on East Coast. I was like, middle, yeah, so it was more East Coast shit. Did you yeah. grow up on East Coast? No, I grew up over here. But over here, you had, it was, uh, did the different ear, the opposite ear. Wasn't it? Yeah, or like where you hung your hanky? Yeah, so. If you, you had a hanky like, that would either be on the left track or the right there, pocket. Yeah. And you were straightening over here and you had on the, the, the I think it's more like the, the, the dick tester really like became the thing too. Like when you have a mustache. Set up. That was immediate gaydar thing to gay or cop. What cops? You're either gay or you're a cop or both. Is that true? I don't know, Most but I mean, how many people sport mustaches without Most anything else these days? Not many. Mm. Mustache is not that popular. I want you to start no. analyzing uh, police from now on. Hey, you know, I want to talk about something though, like getting out of the Bay Area. You know, we spent a little time uh, in the a high percentage of them have mustaches. Well, no, and if they don't, whatever. I mean, I was just saying. It's just their, it's just their, their mo. They wear have, they wear mustaches. I, from what I understand, it's it's something that like how many of the village people had mustaches? All of them. Think about Except it. Except for one. Except for the Indian, right? Because yeah. Indians don't grab facial hair, right? Oh God. Hey, so uh, you know. Can we talk about a little bit about like that oh, thing? Are you guys are gonna leave me here? Oh, uh, you, no, you guys can. Yeah, you guys can leave, and I'm not keeping anybody here. These guys did their time. Oh, okay. I'll come back though. You don't have to, but uh, no pressure. Yeah. Are you guys going? Come. What are you guys doing? I think you should get some beer. I, was, I, I didn't had hardly any beer, and uh, I love beer. Beer is like happy water. Look at this guy. He's like, please don't leave me with the roller. Don't leave me with the roller. I, I, I know you're somebody who's just more, even more of a bastard than me. Like, you handle Canope like in ways I didn't really wasn't able to do. Because, like, you're like even more of an asshole than, than he is. You know, I mean, in some ways. Like, and you were like, you were like, and he did, he pulled that little game that he did that night. You remember, like, he's like, he's like, he's like, well, if you're going to give me that weed to smoke. Are you uh, talking third person or, yeah. or second? <laughs> Oh, that, that just refreshing club soda. Hey, we got it's a little cooler in here, Gigi. If you want to join us, come back do in. Have, how many viewers do we have right now? It doesn't matter. I think everybody should understand. They might have left. That's cool. Oh yeah. I don't think anybody <laughs> gives a fuck anymore. No, dude. So why don't you guys leave? Because you're really kind of boring, and I could just like do my Roxy Roller monologue, which will be cool. So here I'm going to talk a little bit because these guys are starting to bore me. I got a little minute with uh, Becky out here. She was the main guest and Charlie, who are great, and you know they have this thing called Bitcoin Sorry, bitches. I do have to go. I don't really care. Yeah, hey, nobody's. 
told you to come. No, but next time, give me a, give me a little signal. You're coming. I know you. I did. I sent you a signal. I know you did, and you're welcome anytime. Your you're one of my favorite people in go town read, because everybody else message. sucks. Stuff. Read your message. Uh, okay, so um, you know what I'm going to talk about is San Francisco and like it, the, the the idea that some people this is their home. Roxy, you know, I did my time. I was one of the last men standing. I've been here and seen all the changes of the last 15 years. Here, I was on the 24th Street Hub for five years. I understand what San Francisco and the mission means. Where every day you walk out on the street, you better know who you are. And you'll be tested for your mental toughness, your respect to the community, of how you're able to handle yourself in those situations without bending and being a puss. You know what I'm saying? Because like when you walk across the street and there's some other people coming the other way, who we all know, the, what you, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Because that's just the respect you have for that community. And it's love, you know. It's like it's also something that's just like, but whatever you see, I, I saw, I didn't see nothing. I'm on my business, and keep it cool. To like then living in like Soma, and that was a really different life, you know. Kind of being there in a, in a little hub there on Natoma, and then I kind of like on a cruise. And now I'm like in the center of town, like the belly of the beast. And I'm saying like, there's days I've looked out my windows, and everybody who drives by my window, I say I can't relate to them. I'm not, not, I don't resonate with the people, the populace of this. This um, this location. Some of the people in this room, and even they're about like a pain in the ass. A bunch of big baby brats. Have I ever seen a bunch? They're all kind of coming at me like, "Oh, Uncle Roller, let me be an asshole to you because because life's an asshole to me or something." So, um, no, I'm not saying that. I love you guys. I mean, I, I was just kind. You guys feel me on that, right? GD, you feel it. Everything's cool. I'm not. You know, I, I, I like you guys more than most. But I'm saying that the ch even the people in the scene have just don't like. They seem like they're, they're afraid a little bit. They're chicken shit. They won't speak up about what they're really feeling and be like, be like oh, what? like you know, uh, I'm, certain people, some luminaries in the scene. I know everybody. I was talking. I was in, but it'll be like. And other people will really be like, they'll be really excited because they'll say, you say how you really feel and it makes me feel more liberated to speak out about what's going on with me, whether people were want to talk about that they were raped and, and the Me Too thing and whatever. Just saying, this is what my real experience was. Right? And there was all that people crying about all that bullshit too. But my point is like, so I went to another area, which is the desert, you know, out in fucking... Joshua Tree, right? Or Joshua Tree area, there's, there's uh, Yucca Valley. And like, everybody was nice. You'd walk into, you'd be in a supermarket, right? And you go in the parking lot immediately. So you start just talking to some guys. Oh, cool hair, dude. I have a friend who looks like that. Immediately they just start talking to me. And like liking me and feeling like we had me and Barbara were like something that like people were going to be happy to have around some of the time. So I'm saying, if sometimes you're happy, my, my thing with San Francisco is that people don't seem very happy here. They're not smiling. And there's joy in other places where life is simpler. That's you know, because someone sucked the joy out of the Bay Area. And that's usually the techies, but I mean, I, it's not that simple. It just on the techies themselves, because they're not real, they're more of just almost pawns to something huge. Or are they or are they basically one in the same to the evil empire? They're, they are soldiers. You know, like if you're like, you know, look at 1984, you're either in the party or you're not. They are soldiers, but they're no, They're worker bees for the fucking evil uh, empire. A and pawn you know, is never less a pawn, but a pawn is a soldier. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, insight, uh, the that fuzzy insight. Um, that's some great weed there, isn't it? You're trying to manner. He sucked out a whole bowl of the weed shit. Look at this guy. This guy, they call him the chimney. Stop lying. Here. No, no, there's nothing left in there. Look. Hey, no, this is cool. Fuzz, fuzz, don't be a pain in the ass. Come on. Like, help me out. Because we're in OT. I know I don't want to smoke it. You smoked my whole bowl. I'm going to get a fresh bowl. Hey, but what I'm talking about is this. You guys can all leave if you want, because I'm. But I, I was. I'm saying like, sometimes the, like location is sometimes location, location, location. Okay. 
And so I'm here saying that like sometimes it's your product of, of what you're doing with your life. I think we're going to do a, a grand finale here. No, they're back for more. We're, uh, we're hour number three of this. You know, I used to do a four-hour show every week. And basically, uh, it was. I just want one of those. If I can just have one, I would be delighted. Thank you, Becky. I appreciate it. Well, somebody's got a bottle open. I know. I do have one, if nobody else does. And so, you know, we're just talking about sticking around the Bay Area compared to moving somewhere else. There's been an exodus. You know, like where people are, well, thank you. I got two now. Ooh, I'm double fisting it. Oh. Hey, do you feel loved by the Brat Queen now? She's I, feel, I, feel, I feel like that we just basically, you were just showing respect that I showed everybody else. So, no, 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 that's cool. No, no, but I do feel loved. I do. Thank you very much. Hey, you know, just a low five. It was a low five. They didn't see it. And so, no, but I'm just saying, I felt like an idiot, a fool to stick around here. It was like, it wasn't really fun. I started really feel depressed about three years ago. I'm to, to, to despair reached a point where I was, I mean, suicidal. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of San Francisco. This is like, look at these assholes. And they were real douchebags, too, like really square vanilla, just like, and very like looking down, condescending on the old school SF people. Like we were just like just old kooky couple, not, not people who were basically royalty a minute before. You know, they said like to the point that these new people didn't know our, our legacy, what we done with vital organs, me and Hogan Vital Organs. And you know, like Barb was just like chatting, like we're, we're sitting at, uh, there she goes, me and Hogan Vital Organs is on her back. Lance, you know, we got a fan, Lance fan here, but Becky's one of the minions who think Lance is sexy. What? No. no. He, I became friends with him first yeah. before I heard But when he had an infected nipple, that's when I officially decided I wouldn't have sex with him. It was like, like Rossi, look at my nipple. And uh, I was like, no, it was pussy and stuff. And, oh, God. Gross. I know. Thank you. That, that, see, that's what you're supposed to say. Yeah, that's good. That's good radio. And she got like, Barb did that once. Like, I was like, I was supposed to pretend like Barb. I was like, you know, Barb's kind of like, she, she just grabbed a fistful of love. And I was like, how's it feel? She goes, amazing. Like, there's a, <laughs> a really a sexy way. And I was like, that was awesome. No, sometimes she just tried to do these voices, pretend we're doing it. Like, like you know, like, like, like Gigi's plowing my field right now. You guys, people out there, you might know if you're watching Facebook, but if you don't, you know, Gigi can like, uh, Gigi's laying some pipe right here. Um, Gigi is Guillermo Guajardo. Guajardo is Guajardo. Guajardo. Hey, White, well, so you so you went just recently back to Mexico, right? Relaxing. No, speak a little bit. We want a little bit more of you because you're a sexy man. And you're, you're sexier than Fuzz by a little bit, you know. You're, you're more handsome, even though you're like 10 years older. It's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. It's just the skin, you know. You know, it's very, I knew, you know what I heard is really good for skin? Jizz. That's what I do. Like, I just, that's, well, that's. Well, Rossi, that's, at, the, at the end, I'm, I'm brown, you know, I've got those oils. Yes, you do. And that's it's, what keeps you sexy. Is that Indian fucking blood? You are you, are, you, are you, you you're from Indian descent? I didn't know that. Meaning, you know, like uh, pre-Columbian, pre-Columbian. Oh, so you're saying like Aztec. Yeah, pretty I like that. Pretty I like. Hey, have you ever been to like any of those like? Um I don't know if it's a, but these this village. I was in Taos, New Mexico. They had this like, thing there. This village, Taos. Taos is a very spiritual place, and they have this thing that's in the mountain. They have actually actually the city and the rooms into the, the side of this, and they only let people. It's an Indian nation, you know. They only let white people on there one day a year, and that's Jesus's birthday. How fucked up is that? So I was there the night before, and I was like, I was like, I was there going uh, with uh, a woman who was working as an uh, teaching kids English, and so basically we walked around these pyres that were square. It was like a Burning Man, but there was these things. Nobody was speaking yet. There was this universe. Like for a young man, I was like 16, 17 years old when I was there, and I was. Like this is whole other world I knew that was much more tribal than the city I knew growing up in New York and the Bronx. Just being a kid, kind of going, hey, you know, a slice of pizza, hey, 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 Tony, don't make it too hot. I'm in a hurry, you know that kind of shit. You know, like like just like New York, just awesomeness. 
So that was cool. And then the next day, they were like, don't take any pictures. They had some, some tourists in there. Believe it or not, I don't know why there's one day a year they had him. And this guy who took pictures, they basically picked him up and threw him in the river with his camera, took his camera, and said, they were like, ah, you didn't listen to us, assholes. Right? You, you understand that humor? Because it was like, they're like, we told you what to respect our customs. And the guy was like, oh, my camera, oh, and he was like, my suit, oh. And they said, fuck you, asshole. This is our nation, this is our land, and this is our laws. And it was cool, but, uh, you know, just going back to just more like traveling around the world and all the different people around here. I think we're all part of one thing. We're all realizing it's all one thing, and it's getting everybody. And once we get out of the us against them mentality, of even like with the Trump and the Democrats, then that's when life's gonna we're gonna start coming up with solutions. I actually have a Native American story. If you'll let me. Tell okay, it. let's hear it. All right. So a lot of people don't know this about me, but I am Native American on my dad's side, and I had a j- profound dream one time because I've always had shamanistic witch tendencies. I thought it was from my mom's side. Right. She's you know was used to be you got a little bit of Indian blood but but I uh, had a very profound dream one time that there was a group of elders that were in traditional Indian garb and they came to me and I knew I was dreaming and I knew that I was out of my body astral training (laughs) and then they said they said I said uh, they said we want you to start our ceremony that shit shows the level of our our guests and I said uh, I'm not sure if you know this but you know I'm I'm a white girl you're all Native American men. Like, I, are you sure that you want me? And they said, right now, oh, we hell want yeah, to see we you. want you're you. Just a spirit. Oh. And I, that was really profound when they said this to me because uh, because I, I I was blown away because I could see I could see them in their bodies. But then I realized I might have even traveled through time. I felt like uh, I know a lot. Only some people will understand what I'm talking about. But I think most was, people it was do. Very yeah. profound. And I actually knew what to do in the ceremony, which I won't get into because it's sacred. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's something but, sacred. Uh, it, it something Absolutely. took over me and um, I did it and they said you are a shaman you are a shaman and you should act accordingly well and this is something that this is something I wouldn't mind I just touched on a little bit like because you know you guys are you and Jenny are kind of self-proclaimed witches right so like what, what what was your beginning experiences with that and, and, how, and where are you at as far as your level and where what do you think is going on with you as far as and what you what you feel like how it's serving your life and how you're serving other people through it or or, or hurting them you know whatever whatever what you want to say all right well uh, just your, uh, your, your point of witchcraft yes all right my point of witchcraft that's a good is subject right love no, and love, that's why love, I talked about oh. earlier that's why I don't diss on Jesus because he had a good message he if he's about love and that symbol is about love then I'm cool with that right um, th- and and you know I, I'm okay with the, the self-interest of the devil like you speak of but self-interest but, of the devil the oh, time, that's sexy compassion is an important thing for me uh, I think Jesus and Buddha were prophets of the compassionate spirit and that's what we need we need it because it is everything and when you get to be an old soul you realize that you are all one we are all one one love you know it, we really I, are that's one of my like, phrases one love one heart Correct. yes oh yes Absolutely. there's no separation in divinity no separation there's no gender in divinity well, right you get the further you get the it's a complete picture it's complete unto itself and it's a very powerful um relaxing uh feeling to me I, I, that i wish that everyone could feel that's my well, that was like that was like kind of like a, a very like a very more esoteric look i think on a lot of uh witchcraft you know but i think for people macro well no that's great and if people have their little divisions of it for me my magic is kind of like i'm it's, an, it's something i i just came to innately like that was just born with it i don't read any Same. books about it i'm not trying to operate it's the will and you can like you can conjure just through your own ability to commune with spirits 
You can sharpen your blade with meditation. That's all I'll say about that. So how, there's many practices, you know. I just, but it, sometimes I'll ask other people. I say, say, well, I cast a spell on them. I say, well, what exactly did you do? Because like, I was the eye of Newton. You do this kind of Words thing. Words are or powerful. Or like, do you, or do you take something of theirs Words and then you do something? manifest so. destiny. You could bring your dreams to fruition with the right tone and the right emphasis. Well, that's true, true, but that's just, uh, I mean, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody's got their methods. So, like, yeah. for, uh, okay, since we're on the subject of witchcraft, have you ever done part, done any favorite. spells? Have you done any spells like deliberate yes. spells against people? Um, okay, so I will admit to one thing. When I was a young, you don't have class, to say who against I was like it, fourteen, who and yeah. I was in love with this guy, and this girl was writing him love poetry, and I was very jealous. And I'll admit, and I found out about binding, so I did bind her. Now, some would say it's, it's white witchcraft, but only if they're doing harm to you. She wasn't really doing harm to me, so I shouldn't have done that. So, it, that's the most evil I've done as far as like that. is that real though there, I think yes. there's a few she moved well, this way we were 14 years old okay. and she was going to my boyfriend's high school and he showed and I, he showed me these love letters she wrote him and she was pretty and I was jealous so oh, I was you, like yeah, she's yeah, go. there's no hell like this so, of somebody of a spurned oh, scorn. yeah. scorned or spurned woman yeah yeah, yeah you don't want to fuck with this bitch, but, but I think that everybody <laughs> does it or when some bad things happen to them you just you feel some kind of satisfaction and evil it's, eyes are real to thing me too. at a certain point when a spiritual evolution was like to not want vengeance against my enemies. No, no. Like that when I was able Especially to do that you, and transcend that, yourself. that, that is a, that is a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Cause you know, you see somebody does you wrong and you wanted them to suffer. Yeah. You want right. Them I mean, that's fix. a natural re- response, you want right? To see them right. Fall. Yeah. When somebody really hurts you or takes something from you, you want to fucking knock them upside the head. It's I don't really want to see them suffer. I want to kick their fucking ass. You know, like you steal from me. I want to beat your head in, but for, from, Barb and for violence, like like if I if I hit somebody, I can get in trouble. I could also get hurt. Oh yeah. So like you gotta just yeah. say the words. At one point, does like violence? Nothing good comes from violence. No. no. So you basically just say. Uh, either way, you're going to probably lose. Either you fuck them up and they're going to come at you again. And there's also the, vin- the vengeance they want, the vindictiveness on the other side. Because once you I, fuck I, somebody up, yeah. they're going to want to hurt you oh, again. Yeah. And that's how so gang wars like, start. It's to the point where I'm like, aren't you embarrassed about yourself? You're hitting people in the face. And that's how you communicate. Like, uh, I think when somebody tells you, you got to knock them up. But New York is just like, they, and you yeah. just said, I'm going to knock you upside the head, right? You fuck my shit up. I'm going to fucking take it out of your hide a little bit. I, I, I think it's stupid. I, well, what I'm saying is, like, usually when you handle things like that, it's like, it's boys trying to be men. Yeah. Wow. And, and right. so I know, like you know, there's a lot of things on on, on the. I know she's like you probably should be putting that a little bit on, oh, the, on the DL, yeah, a little bit if you don't mind. I mean, I just had a respect for put it in the, in the in the case there. So I I like all your viewpoints. I think you finally, you know, because last time Jenny just did all the talking, like she just did all the filming. She was watching me squirm. That was that code. Was was it really bad though? The bit I never saw the footage, right? Because I was like, because she was like, she had to shed it right on me, she, and I was like, I was dying a thousand deaths. Some nights, uh, days are like that. You just don't have it, and you just you have to show up through for your. Responsibility. I tell you, I can't do it, but like, see, the difference is like, if I was like, oh god, I'm mad at you for doing. I was like, I challenge my friends to challenge me to be my best, and so I, I, I'd usually take that up, and I'm, I'm delivering, you know, not it's like it's been kind of like a little bit of hit and miss, but when I want to actually do a really good show, I have all like I have 30, 40 songs planned for the show. Like I over prepared, and I like, you know, that's a lot because I was just saying I have something to choose from. I can just do it and calm. Why not going? What am I going to play? I don't, it was like more like that. And I used to do my shows. I come in, I do two four-hour shows a week. I had no idea what I was going to play or say when I got there and that was part of the experience yeah because yeah. I like let the night show itself you know like kind of like present itself let, let the game come to you and, and that's I, how me and Charlie do our web series we do a lot of improv I'm ex- so yeah. excited you know like I, I think that you know so Daniel has some things he wants to do maybe you guys want to be a part of it like he wants to have like some like vampires or zombies at a bar we got this one that's like kind of plexi with some and so maybe you guys want to be a part of it I don't know how we're going to do it but I know just like 
Whatever we do, it's going to be exciting, and um, and I just I'm excited to start getting into more you know, visuals. We're, we're looking for a band to do the the theme song. Yeah, we want a feminist band. Yeah, I think I think El Toxico is your your oh, band for that, right? We'll we'll do the theme band. song for their yeah, show, Bitcoin band. Bitches. Yeah. You and me. Because it's just a we're, we're, we are El Toxico. Aussie, like that. Whatever we do, it, we'll do something. Like, we'll be like Fripp and Eno or something. Or any of them listening, that they're yes. I know Guillermo's kind of like definitely a woman. So what? Some woman singing. So basically, so you got the first. I just had a kid just says. See how you guys piece things together. You're gonna do your first well, episode, right? Like well, how? You, what are you guys gonna feature in the first episode? Some killing. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. okay, so it's about again. I want to just because I, I want to come back to Bitcoin bitches because I know that's what you want to promote. It's a goth crime drama with a okay. science fiction subplot. Okay, so basically, what is the crime? What kind of crimes? In the, the first episode, M- murders, right? right? It's a gang, so okay. they do gang sort of things. Like they have collection rackets. Okay, but they're involved in cryptocurrency. What about like Liquid Sky kind of stuff? That's kind of maybe incorporates a some little bit. Because you know, do you know what that was about? Like if you either came or got off on drugs, but you would you would date they eat you or something like that. You get that was cool. There's a right? parallel universe connection. Okay. In that the the protagonists, uh, the hero and the anti, is kind of an anti-hero. Okay. We're anti-heroes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're criminals, but we're good. We're good criminals. We're the good bad guy. We never like touch Dexter. <laughs> and we help women and children. Oh, women and children first. But but we hate. They taste the best. You know when you cook right. them up. So you know, like like one thing I've been trying to improve on like how like my cooking humans you know like like i was like so first of all i just like throw them right in the fryer hole you know and then they kick and scream and make this mess so i was like if i oh i want to chop them up before i put them in okay we chop people yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i did this funny story it's like yeah, this, really guy, this guy this guy bunny this guy bunny cult was Death like why do you have trouble cooking i said well it's people patties you know so i said yeah, and you fry them up and then you put people the pieces patties. so you chop I said, well, one thing you know, every all cereal killers need is a good meat cleaver i said yeah of all kitchen cutlery that would be my weapon of choice okay. many people have died in history through meat cleavers but think about right, it like maybe. you really can dismember a body if you just want a one tool because you know you can use a spatula as you're flipping those people patties i would use a fork okay also like oh, so if you had to eat somebody would you eat like criminal i was also talking about like if you were like a zombie and you wanted to eat stuff or you were just like some kind of freak that ate humans like who would you choose to eat this is a, this is a serious question donald trump no so you wouldn't yeah. want to do evil but, or would you want to eat something more tender and juicy like a kid? I would, I would eat liver. What? Liver. Except he eats Liver. Burger human King. liver. Who's that? Liver. liver. Oh, the liver. So that's the part you'd want to eat. Why? Because why is it most delicious? Or Is it... It's what filters the blood. Well, you know, kind of like what have you. I thought about it. If I wasn't, I'm a vegan, so this is a crazy question. But I said, if I were, I would want to eat some boobs, you know, like because boobs got to be some tasty flesh right there, right? Just right. eating like, like you like, you want it to be a hot babe too. Like just you like eat it. If you had to eat a one person, wouldn't you want them to be sexy too and hot? And I haven't really ever thought. About See, this is the questions that nobody's going to ever ask. I have another question to say. So if I had a bazooka to your face and I said, are you going to fuck your mom or your dad? Who would you fuck? Yeah, those are the kind of questions that go through my head. Wow, see, that was like, because like, you'd have to say, I, I would rather fuck my dad because I wouldn't want to fuck my mom, or then when you want to fuck your mom, it's one of those, you can't win, right? Oh, well, you can't win. They die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, are, are they doing their show? They're coming in? Is there another thing? What? Oh, uh, Barb, are they there? Are there new p- other people? Hey, are you looking at something? Somebody just kind of wandered in. Well, that doesn't mean they're doing their show. No, they're, they probably already fe- oh. left. Let me look at who it is. They're right there in the window. 
Oh no, they're just people checking in. They're, they're not. They're not. Here. All right, so you guys, uh, you can close it out. I'm, I might do a couple songs. Like, they want to thank everybody. I know this thing was on. I think we just lost the power of that one. It went on so long. That was cool. Uh, thanks everybody out there for listening. I'm going to close with a couple songs. So we're going to close it down here at Mutiny Radio. We might actually even like have if like like maybe we should actually record our concert here. Anybody got a guitar? We got a piano there. Any we can do, want to do a drum circle with, on chairs or no? Okay. Hey, so thanks for listening. I'm going to get another song up here on this thing, this doodad here. I don't know what. I'm just, I'll use my phone if I got to. I got a hell of shit on there. And um, thanks for everybody listening. It was fun. Everybody stick around. We're going to do photos out. I'm going to do like Roxy Roller portraits on the side of the building. We've got great lighting right now. So we're going to do some black and whites. And uh, so I, I guess I'm going to need this too. So uh, mm. could we get this punched back up? Where, where, where's the, if you can get the uh, back on uh, Safari or Chrome or whatever. Uh, we got there. Yeah, Eyes Like Ice. Um, I'm going to be probably uh, collaborating with the guys doing Creep Show. So I think it's like uh, third... Wednesday of every month. Okay, there we go. Thank you so much. You can punch us in here. Let's see. Hit this. Hit this one. My no, no, my mix. That's is that it? That's a good song. The Sisters of Mercy. We can't complain there. Let's let's go there. Black Planet. I think it's going to happen. I promise. Oh, there it goes. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. We're going to do a couple more songs and we'll close out. Black Planet.
Hey, so I want to thank everybody out there who's listening. We listened to the goddamn show because it was so sexy that uh, it was beyond sexy. And if there's, a, if there's a state beyond sexy, we just achieved that goal. Hey, Kelly, can you punch up the uh, iTunes? I thank Kelly Gordon for helping with some uh, technical assistance. I want to thank Charlie and Rebecca from the uh, site. And everybody else seems to have been a part. I don't know if Fuzzy's a part of uh, Vanna Black. Are you on Vanna Black, Fuzz? I think I put you through, right? Yeah. And so we got everybody here as a Vanna Black member. That's kind of sexy as fuck. We had like seven of us. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven is not the magic number. That means that God was in the house. God is in the house. Hey, got a song that I was uh, kind of this thing that's kind of like I'm, I'm going to do a Nick Cave cover band. I don't know if you guys seen the likeness. I look so much like Nick Cave that uh, it's kind of great. It's kind of great. Yeah, so um, everybody, we're going to shoot. You got it? So just play, uh, get it put on a nighttime playlist. We're going we're to we'll close it out. The 7 o'clock hour, we did a three hour show, and it was three hours of awesomeness. Nighttime playlist. Nighttime playlist is over here somewhere. They got the nighttime playlist. It's, oh, God. Nighttime going in. There we go. Nighttime playlist. We're here at Mutiny. We are mutiny, and uh, everybody keep it here, keep it real. We're going to have some uh, stuff that's not worth listening to, but but you can if you want to. Uh, it's the nighttime playlist, so get it playing. we got to make sure that's up and early. Cool. I'm going to roll these down so I'm done doing it. Uh, next week, we're going to have a, a blind taste for falafel eating contest. We're going to we're gonna see who's got the best falafel in San Francisco with this guy named Machine. He's in a band called Business Dicks. It, yeah, like they're going to do a flavor test on that shit. Uh, and you know, uh, oh, that's cool, you know, uh, whatever, um, that's going to be fun with Steve, and we're going to have some other stuff going on next week, we might even do a, uh, Guillermo retrospective, because, uh, Guillermo's a handsome man, and I know he's in some famous band in the 90s, but, uh, now he's not in that band, so, uh, we, we would like to hear what they were. Um, you guys have any thoughts this week? We're going to do some of the pictures. I'm going to try to take some more before we're, everybody's done. Uh, we're going to get you. We're going to send you to the nighttime playlist. Everybody have a safe, fun, and adventuresome and uh, freedom, freedom liberating Pride weekend. Because this is your weekend. If, you, if it's for you or for everybody in San Francisco, individuals being individuals. And uh, you might not have chose the way you are, but you are who you are. This is Roxy Roller signing off till next week. Well, we'll be back with a whole lot more. And I think then the following week we're going to be back with Vampire Radio with Albert. Or is there going to be a new host? We don't know what's going to happen with that. If Albert still wants to do it, we're going to find out. And uh, everybody take your stuff out. We're going to close this stuff up. Thank you to Mutiny Radio for housing this fucking madness. And uh, it was cool because it was like it was kind of like the old days, and everything's cool. Yeah, put that in there; it's fine. Those are mine. We go take everything that we left, and we're not going to leave anything that we didn't leave, or we're not going to take anything that we didn't bring in. It's like that, you know. That might as well get all the fucking cards on the table. <laughs> Love you guys. This is Roxy Roller signing out for this week. We'll be back next week with a whole lot more of the Roxy Roller motherfucking. Ra- That's me, Roxy motherfucking Roller. That's how I go. I'm F Roller. Uh, we'll love you guys. We'll see you next week.
Wednesday! It's high noon. We're about to get high here on Mutiny Radio. We're about to get this going and uh, spark up some bowls. Be excited. I am joined by LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. It's been a while. It's been a while. Where have you been? What have you been up to? I was in Kansas City. Uh, you, oh boy, yeah. you went home to visit the fam. Yeah, I did. It was my uncle's 80th birthday. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah, and I saw a lot of relatives who I'd seen in a long time. Good party? Good party? Yeah, it was great. And I kind of miss the Midwest, speaking of nice people, oh. you know, of course you'll run into some, there are some Trump supporters at his party, but Ooh. it's funny, they, these white folks come to a black man's 80th birthday party and they're Trump supporters, <gasps> and it was so funny, because I asked my uncle, I'm like, how can they, like, they know you're black, right? <laughs> and he's married to a white black. woman, so it's just like, well, you know, and he's just like, yeah, it's really weird though, right? I'm like, yeah, it is. It's but, I, I, but don't, I can't really nice believe people. there are still Trump supporters. Yeah. I can't believe they still exist. They were, they were really nice people. I did not have any political conversations with them. Nope. You should talk about porn with them, though. I know <laughs> I know how much you love porn. <laughs> I do And I know have. how much Trump loves <laughs> yeah. porn stars since oh, they've all been coming God. out last week about their non-disclosure agreements you with know. his lawyer and not with him. So they really aren't breaking a conflict of interest. How can by you sleep with that? How can you? Just well, you do it for money. It's prostitution. It's great. It's, you know... But at the Porn time, is the only thing. Prostitution is illegal unless you film it and then you sell it. Right. And it's porn and then it's legal and you can make money off it. I don't get it. I, I mean, it just. I mean, he's I, it, he's just so fucking. So, but he gross. can pay for sex and he's the president and everybody's okay with it. Uh, by the way, can I say like, okay, it's Stormy Daniels. That's her name. The she's Stormy the porn star. Stormy Daniels. hundred and twenty. hundred and twenty-eight grand is not enough for me to be paid off. That's how, that's how she got paid off. Hmm. Well, that's not enough back money. In the day, you, you can't, that was in 2006. Okay. But you even, even for 2006's time, you couldn't even buy a house here in SF for 126 but grand. You, you can buy, you can buy a house in Mexico for, for that. You can buy a lot of things in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, mm. how was your trip? Well, what I learned about Mexico is that everyone hates Mexicans, even. <laughs> Even the Mexicans hate Mexicans. <laughs> so down there, the federales are pulling over where we stayed. We stayed at the same place that we stayed in December. And this time, the federales posted at this one area over a bridge. And they were stopping all the, get this, brown people. Oh. They're letting all the white people going through. The brown people are stopping country. the brown. In their own country, the brown people are stopping the brown people. Pulling them out of their cars, taking, looking at their phones, taking pictures of their license plates, and then letting them go. Or getting their weed or whatever. Basically, it's incredibly hard to get weed in Mexico right now because... So everyone's oh, so worried because they're like, they're trying to keep all the Americans safe now. So the oh. federales are keeping the white people safe. So what they're doing is subjugating their own people. It is crazy. Why does everybody hate Mexicans? They are the nicest. They smile at you on the street. They wave. Everybody says hello. They cook from scratch. They're the most amazing people that are, and they don't even get access to the own beauty of their own land. What's happening oh now God. is all of these amazing, like huge building complexes are taking up all the shoreline and making it impossible to get to the beautiful beaches unless you walk through the rich people place. But you can't walk through the rich people place unless you have a room number. So Jonathan and I, well, we outsmarted them. So we wanted to go in Cabo San Dog Shit. We wanted to, we wanted to go to this, there's this beautiful place. Yeah. So there's this beautiful place where there's the Pacific side. So there's this Cabo San Dog Shit has this, it's where the, the all, it's a, a marina 
where all of the ships come in and the huge thing is parked there, the princess thing, and all the white people come and everything's in dollars, unless you go like two blocks off of it and then you have the best tacos for nothing. It's amazing. Jonathan and I, no, we understand Mexico. He speaks Spanish. Anyways, so we're trying to find this really beautiful place that's on the Pacific Ocean and I'm looking at all of the maps and I'm like, there's no way to get through unless we go through one of these resorts. Right. So we walk up this road to this resort and we're following this lady and her kid. And um, I go, Jonathan, just follow the lady and the kid. They'll think we're with the lady and the kid. And they did. But Jonathan hears them say, when they asked for a room number, they said 6402. So Jonathan goes, our room number is 6404. So we walk in and we walk by this beautiful thing and we're trying not to have our mouths open like, it's so gorgeous, there's everything's incredible, it's so palatial. <laughs> and we're walking through and, and they, oh, welcome back, senori, senora. Ah, oh, welcome back, ah, hello. We wave at them, we're walking through, blah, blah, blah. So we walk through and we walk out to where the beach is and we're like, ah, oh, this is it, the beautiful beach. And we go down these stairs and there's a guy with a clipboard. And, uh, He's like, oh, hey, you go into the beach. Great. What, what's your room number? 6404. Great. So we go down there and there's people with clipboards everywhere making sure uh, on this beach, uh, which is a public beach, but now they've made it. There's no way to get through unless you go through the rich people stuff. So they're basically keeping like the, the Mexicans out, out of their own place. It, it's crazy to me that that vacation would have made me mad. It was it was, you know, but so, so we pretended we're like, we're like, we're white. Use when your privilege. Use the privilege. So we like used the amenities and sat by the beautiful pool and nobody questioned us because we were in room 6404 and it was a seven story building. So this, I mean, 64, we're up at the top. So we're obviously rich people, but I, it was crazy. We, obviously, we couldn't afford to stay there, but we're white enough that they believe that we could potentially. Maybe our parents were paying for us. <laughs> wow. So it was different from the couple months that you were there back in December. Yeah, it was. Um, well, so we stay in um, San Jose del Cabo, which is like a really great town. And then you get on the bus and it costs two fifty, and you can take it to Cabo San Dogship. And it's nice because you see the arch from the bus and you get down there. But then calling it that. It, well, it. no, because it's it's so catered to tourists and rich people. And we picked up a real estate magazine where you can buy houses for twelve million dollars on these hills. We're just stealing their land. It's like we don't even have enough of our own land to steal. Now we have to go to Mexico and steal their land with our rich, stupid dollars. It just—it's so sad how money is corrupting. You just uh, I mean, see money corrupting things, even in other countries. It's. And, and then to have the audacity to want to build a wall, right? <laughs> well, so and then and then degrade the Mexican folks, the poor, poor Mexican folks, and they're they are rich in spirit, and they are rich in abilities, and my God, they nobody has a better work ethic than Mexicans. They all there are no homeless people in Mexico. We, there, there are no homeless people because everybody has a motherfucking job. Or jobs. Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I wow. wanna move there so badly. And things are really inexpensive. I mean For now. Yeah, for now. We so when we got uh, we went to Cabo San Dog Ship, but we went off the beaten path. We were a couple and we found this amazing taco place. And it's funny because we walk in there and there's Mexican people eating there. And we sit down and they're like, Mexican guys are like, you found the best tacos in Cabo San Lucas. And I was like, yeah, sure we did. We sit down. We had we had four tacos. They gave us bowls of beans and all of these salsas. We, we had two beers and it was 180 pesos. That's $10. <laughs> it was $10 for four tacos, two bowls of beans, 
four, five salsas, chips, chips two. And then I had a carne asada and a fish one, and he had two El Pastor. And two Modelo Especiales, 180 pesos. We give him 200, and he tries to give us change. We said, no, here's 20 more pesos for a tip. He's like, oh, oh, gross, thank you. We're like, yeah, what is happening here? I mean, no. crazy. To F, to SF's, uh, <laughs> to break that down on SF cash flow, right. that would be $28. Sure. <laughs> yeah, two beers. $30. The beers, the beers would have been 10 yeah. And then the tacos would have been at least, I mean, even the fish tacos at Rubio's right now are $3.99 a piece. So it would have been, we'll say $4 a taco. So yeah, $16.10. Yeah, with tip, we would have been looking at $28. Oh, Same wow. meal. Same I was meal. just throwing a number out there, but... No, no, you were exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you're exactly right. Oh, that, see, that was another thing, too. Like, going back to Kansas City, things were cheap. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I... We had like a nice brunch. It took my aunt and my brother out to brunch. Yeah. Brunch. And it was like a open buffet with like, you know, the guy made omelets right on the spot and oh, shit. Yeah. And like there was seafood. Midwest seafood, huh? Oh my gosh. Was it was it it was, it was good. It okay. Was, it was all right. Was shrimps. I, I, it, there's shrimps. I stuck with the trout though, because oh, that's right. more local. Sure. Um but so and we drank a bunch of mimosas everything for all the stuff that we had everything was 150 dollars for three of us and a bunch of mimosas yeah because i had like six right (laughs) my mother had four and then my aunt had two and then plus you know our entree so 150 bucks which you know here that have been probably 200 yeah absolutely 250 bucks yeah oh god this place yeah coming back was um well, so when we before we left, we're in the airport and we're like, "All right, we're on vacation. Let's have a beer." We got two beers at the airport without tip, and Jonathan didn't tip because it was so insane. It was twenty four dollars and ten cents for two beers at the airport. And here at SF at SFO, I know it was it was like Warriors beers. What? I know it's like Warriors beers. It's like what? Oco. It's like that was like 49ers beers. That was like I know. And $24.10, that means that they were $12.05 a piece. Ah! I know, I know, I know. Wait, what part were you guys at, by the way? We were just in SFO with the waiting Virgin America. Okay, okay, I know where you guys. Were you guys at Perry's or... um, We went to the... Laura, it was... um, it, she's a person from food cat Cora's grill or something. But oh, it was like I walked we're by sitting there. there and I'm like, we just thought, oh, we'll get and we're like, oh, they have loganitas. We'll get two loganitas before we go. We had no, we were thinking maybe they'd be like nine bucks a piece. Right. So like nineteen bucks. We thought 20 we'd bucks. give them a twenty. We're like, uh, eh, we'll give them a twenty for two beers, we'll be fine. Yeah. We're on vacation. But then it was twenty four dollars and ten cents. I was like, oh, my God. And it's you, just the fuck and the airport shit is bad. Oh, coming back. See um we Marcus and I we were hungry and we didn't have any food at the house so we stopped by the cafe there's this uh, cafe um in the uh the uh Qantas side of the airport and so like Marcus got a Americano I didn't get anything to drink I got a salad and like a spinach pie he got a spinach pie thirty dollars and I saw how much my salad was thirteen ninety nine wow. it was just in one of those plastic containers I'm like motherfucker And and I had to throw the spinach pie away because it was bad. Why does the airport have a a tax on it? Who is taxing the airport? Is it a governmental tax? Is it just they know that we're they have us trapped? 
Is it because is it help? Does it help pay for the security? Because we have to be inside security when we're there. I just don't understand where the money's going. Yeah, I I never looked it up. I've never, you know, I've always why it costs nine dollars to get on BART to get to the airport. There's like a four dollar airport tax. It is pricey to get to BART from the airport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're traveling anywhere, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's insane. But I do have a habit of like, if I'm going to fly someplace, because I do like SFO's airport. It's nice. I do want to sit and have a Bloody Mary, That's which true. I know I'm going to pay 12 or $15. $15 for you. <laughs> I know. And I swallow I know. my pride. I know. And I you don't have another one. You could buy a bottle of vodka for $15. You could buy the Bloody Mary mix and the vodka. Yeah. It's, and maybe some olives. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I have no idea what's happening in the this world. town. <laughs> well, and it's, I mean, the question is it life? Is life getting that expensive? It just is. It's, it's, it just is. It is. And then the wages are still stagnant. Mm. And if you have health insurance, that's going up. And, you know, oh. you can't get it nice. You can't drink two beers for under 10 bucks. Though I did. Though I did in Kansas City. Oh, Five dollars. Well, but alcohol is cheap in the Midwest. Yeah, I've heard because that. all you got to do is drink. That's all. Yeah, because how else? I know how else can we be happy as people? I don't have any idea. I had some so good confused. ass beer for five dollars. Like I had three. That's fifteen dollars. Yeah. Under- well, that was like so. We spent all our pesos sitting at the out the beautiful outdoor bar and. Um, San Jose del Cabo we were waiting we got there we took the bus we got there we were waiting and we knew we had time to wait or whatever and so we just were like well we'll just drink up our pesos and so we had about 20 bucks in pesos left and we had five beers and oh. that's I feel like that's great and that that's expensive for Mexico because it was like 110 pesos for 20 tacates so 110 pesos is about 650 oh, so when wow. you go to like a corner store so we were getting uh, 12 Indios, which are a good brown Mexican beer, El Indio. Love it. Uh, it was 145 for 12, so still less than $10 for 12 beers. It was like eight I'm, bucks, seven fifty, seven, seven, eight bucks. You know, I've never been to Mexico. I don't know what the fuck I'm waiting on. Yeah. Oh, go. It's like, great. So I can like spend some money and have a good time. Yeah. And if you're, if people, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to go to Mexico, let me tell you, people. I, Jonathan and I spent, and I'm not even kidding you, all told with even the snafu at the end, his phone wasn't working when we came back. So we didn't get to pay, have a lift. So we had to take a, a cab. So we had to pay extra money there. But with the cab, with everything, both with even including the $24 beers at the top of our trip, we spent $1,395. Which is? $1,395. Which counts. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's it. it. For seven days. Seven days for airfare, staying in the most amazing Airbnb, all of our food, all of our fun times, all of our bus rides, everything. Everything. And we, we we had want for nothing the whole time. We drank whenever we wanted to drink. We went out to bars. I sang karaoke. We did we did everything we wanted to do. And we spent less than $1,400. And did you... The $700... I, was so $700. So $100 a day per person, including everything. That's what we did. And did you, like, guys get groceries and cook in the home? Yes. So, so the Airbnb that we stay at is amazing and it has this really big kitchen and it overlooks the ocean and it's super gorgeous and I love cooking anyway so the first day we got there we went to La Comer which is this big grocery store and we spent 
1,095 pesos, which is basically like 65 bucks. And we had, we actually left them some food. Uh, We went back for more fruit because we we had a smoothie every morning that would have all the different local fruits. And uh, we had one with, uh, there was a kiwi avocado one I made that was insane. It was kiwi avocado pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great smoothie. Uh, With, uh, I think, mango uh, yogurt. Anyways, making smoothies every morning. So like I'd wake up and I'd go in the kitchen and I'd make the smoothies and we'd make a big pot of coffee and we bought a big thing of whiskey. That too. We had a big bottle of whiskey. So whiskey and our coffee every morning (laughs) and we had Smoothies. smoothies. And then if we were hungry in a little bit, I'd be like, oh, do we want like steak and eggs? This was the craziest thing in Mexico that's so cheap. Beef. I don't know why beef is cheap in Mexico. And it tastes so good. We got two uh, New York strip steaks, and they were big, for 44 pesos. Okay, let me do the math for people. That's like $2.50. For two, and they were so good. They were so good. And I used them in all different ways, and I made one of them. I mean, it was crazy. Mexico is an amazing place. It was like... Yeah, it's it was crazy. Did you check out other than like the you know the twelve million dollar homes? Did you see how much a modest home like if you were yeah. to decide to move there? Did you see we could buy land? So the way to do it, and we saw some different plots. Um, and the closer you are to the beach, obviously the more expensive the plots are. But we saw plots ranging from five thousand to thirty-six thousand. Now the thing is, when you buy land in Mexico, you don't actually buy it forever. You get a ninety-nine-year lease from the government of Mexico, and it's it's sort of one of the one of the only socialist things they do. And it makes sense, is that if you buy the land, you're going to use it in your lifetime, and you can pass that to your kids. But if it's your grandkids. Where's that land going to go? Back to the fucking government or they can buy it again. Like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if any of those leases have been up since they've started doing that because it was 99 year lease. But like, it's a, right? Like if you buy the land, if you give it to your grandkids, they didn't do anything for that. Fuck them. Like, don't and if they don't make it, they haven't already made it. If you don't have enough money for them to rebuy it, rebuy the fucking land. You know? Like, no. right? Get a job. It's a little bit of socialism. It's like this whole like, your parents were rich, so you're rich. I think that that's one of the things that fucks up Americans is that the people that are born on third base go, well, I deserve it. It's mine, and I deserve it, and I'm entitled because that's my parents did that. It's like, I don't know. I just think that if it was more every man, because I'm like, you know, the every man. I'm like every man for himself kind of thing. In socialism, it, it breaks down the field because it makes it so that it takes out what we have with this Trump problem or it's with the 1%. It, it, it just abolishes the 1% because when, when you're born on third base and home plate and when you go to, let's say you did go to, your parents are rich and you went to Stanford and you get out, then your parents have connections that they give you or they can buy, you can buy your way into things because you have money. You know, it's like, the and struggle then you say, is not real. The struggle you. is not real. So you're already in. You're already in. You're already in. You're, you're good. But then we, we laud that. We appreciate that with all of our media and the idea of a princess or that you're going to marry somebody rich or if we could just wipe just a little more socialism. Now, we don't need to go hardcore Marxism right away, but if we could just, you know, put the cap. You don't need to make more than a million dollars a year. Who needs the $12 million homes? I should have brought the book home for you. It is insane. The homes that people are building on these, these fortresses on the mountains of Mexico that overlook all the beautiful oceans and... 
ridiculous. Cement and all the cement, and they're. And the thing is, if a hurricane happens, is everything going to be destroyed? And then is that because yeah. they can afford the insurance and they they get their money back anyway? It's like. But still, I mean, like. <clears throat> That's another thing to think about. I like that theory, the fact of like, you know, building a $12 million home, knowing God In a hurricane where, zone. Yeah, Florida. There was a hurricane four years ago that knocked everything out. We talked to Adrian, the guy who runs the Airbnb. He's like their person who lives there and he's a badass fucking shout out. He got deported from here. He can never come back to the United States. What? He was, he was, he's from Gilroy. He wasn't born here, but his brother was. So half his family is here in Gilroy and he can't ever go back. He can never see his family in the United States again because he's been deported. And he had this five-year thing, but they didn't tell him about it where he's supposed to apply for something, but he didn't because he didn't know about it. And now he can never go back. Fucking trickery-ass he, he's 30, How long ago was this? Th- very recently. He, oh. Like nine years or something. He lives 37 years in Gilroy. 37 years. And the majority of his family lives there. And he can't go back. So he told us four years ago there was a hurricane. And it was so bad. The power was out for a month. Oh, shit. A month. Um, there was no electricity, no water, no water. It sounds like Puerto Rico right now. For a month. Imagine, imagine here in San Francisco if there was no electricity for a week. The white people go crazy. Be, it would be chaos. People would be running in the streets. They'd be tearing their hair out. People would be shooting everybody with guns. People would be peeing on each other. I can't use my dogs phone. out the window. I can't use my phone. Can't. There would be. It would be. I would be. There would be. They'd be kicking dogs off bridges. It would be. <laughs> It would be it would be nuts. It'd be, but he said the first three days, the, there was no government. The government shut down. So they were told by the government and the police to loot all the stores because they needed water. They, so the Mexico basically told them loot all the stores, but only take the food and the water and people are of course they're taking everything but but so he said that the first three days because there was no refrigeration he got all this meat and a lot of canned stuff and all this water but the first three days all he ate was meat because he knew it was going to go bad and after three days that was it and so then he was like eating canned stuff and fruit and trying his best and but I mean if you were going to make rice you had to boil water so you had to build a fire so you could get charcoal and you I mean a month a motherfucking month. I think I'd be okay, but I think the rest, the majority of San Francisco would fall into chaos. Um, I think the whole city of San Francisco would go to chaos. Yeah. Nuts. I mean, mm-mm. mm-mm. People, this is tech country. We need, ele- they need electricity. Well, we're all tech and we're so reliant on our tech. Mm. It's, uh, it's, I hear. That's my oh, phone. Okay. I was like, <laughs> such a cool song. When did that into, get into Cope? <laughs> Everybody's. Uh, Young Americans. Calling. Well, I miss David Bowie too. I, Let's take this moment to remember David Bowie. I miss him. Of course. Oh, and Prince. Well, and Prince. And you, they, escaped, they escaped the horrors of, of, the, yeah, of now. What, what is now. Well, I'm having existential crisis because I feel like what has meaning anymore like i was in mexico for a week and i didn't think about anything we lived i mean we're frugal but like i said we were we had want for nothing and it was amazing and it was just anyway but i was like what is like my purpose and i got all existential and i don't know if it was because i watched so much rick and morty or (laughs) if like i just i it was, it was like, oh, I used to have a purpose, and that now that 
purpose didn't feel fulfilled and now I'm like oh I need a new purpose yeah. I just don't know how to I, I'm on a search for meaning ditto yeah I, I don't know where to go from here I feel the same way. I feel like has what I've what I've done obviously has to have had some meaning because it's meaning because it's led me to this place. Right. But I feel like everything I have done hasn't accomplished the goal of a my happiness or b monetary or b society's vision of what success is. <laughs> so. I don't know where to go from here. And I kind of feel like I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to not, I want to stop trying. I want to think a lot less. Maybe this is maybe the time to travel. Right, this might be a really good time. This might be the time to travel, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, no, you get, 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 we'll think about, we'll think about Bowie again. In fact, what we'll do is we'll look for uh, Hot Dirty P and the, we're going to, we're going to listen to one of the old songs and see uh well i mean the god i, I love the trump one but the, i mean there were there were a lot of them we'll see if i can find them in there's a that there's was a from 2017 too yeah well we we were trying to figure out what i mean and and i think they still hold up it'll be fun to if i oh, can absolutely. find them to see we should come Where? with some new ones. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we got to do one for the NRA. That's a good. Oh one. my God, the NRA. Uh, Steve Mnuchin, the guy that you know, uh, he's this uh, secretary of uh, horseshit. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what's going on anymore because I can't good. even pay attention because it's too. It's stressful and confusing and it's fucking stressful. Hasn't he already done enough illegal things? Like, can't we just impeach him already? The whole thing with the guns, the children being shot in Maryland and the child being shot. Yes. The child, the child shot two people and then the child was shot by the guy that had the gun. Gun. Because now I guess they get to have guns. If I had kids, which obviously I'm not going to, I would homeschool them. I would never let them go to a school. You heard about, oh, you, this happened while you were gone. Yeah, the Maryland thing. No, that happened yesterday. And then while you were gone. There was a teacher in um, outside Monterey here um, who he was a ex police officer and he was trained and he was teaching a, a, a class, a, a shooting class or whatever. Oh, the guy shot himself in the foot. No, this is a guy that shot up in the ceiling and the bullet fragments hit uh, hit a child. Street. Yeah, in the neck. What? bullet fragments yeah so just trying to imagine you were trying to teach gun safety in a class and they hurt a child <laughs> the irony is very funny yeah. and by the way he sad. was trained he was ex-police officer so. fully trained well it's the same we we saw the video of the guy who was trying to teach kids that guns weren't safe yes. and he had a gun and then he said see it's empty and he shot it and then he put it down and there actually was a bullet in it, and he shot himself in the foot <laughs> and but then he's trying to play it off like he's okay but he shot himself in the foot and the teacher goes up to him and goes oh jesus because he shot himself, himself in the, the foot. foot and he's like i'm the only one that's trained and perfect and it goes off and i was like why <laughs> it's just okay so in mexico the guy uh, who was taking care of adrian the lovely fellow amazing human being uh he's explaining he's asking us actually he's like why are kids shooting up schools he's like this is not a thing that happens here this would never why is this 
not just a phenomenon because that would mean that it happened once but that it is now becoming it's a thing it's, it's a like, constant thing it's a thing it's like um it's like you could stereotype it's a trend it's a trend and it's something it's, not, it's not a good one <laughs> no it's terrible but and we can look at how we looked at the, we, we looked at all the shootings we can see how they're be- more and more and more it's they're happening in the time period is almost like every single time it happens it halves the time period like the half life of it is it keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter yeah absolutely shootings. it's not just a year like it used to be like remember it was just shoot- Columbine yeah exactly it was just Columbine <laughs> it was just Columbine and then there was a little bit but you know what it was after uh, the Bush administration lifted up the uh, assault rifles ban that's when shit went crazy so then that was Virginia Tech and we went through that whole we went video, through the whole list. video yeah and some we forgot some we that's forgot. how many that's how terrible it's been it is. since yeah. like we can even go we're, we don't have to go as far back as we did in the 1940s right 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 but if we go from columbine which is 99 to now holy shit right. there's exponential like, growth it, exponential yeah, growth it's, it's like it, it's like a curve that starts to go up and now it's just shooting up and it seems like it just becomes it's like a superman ride and then you know i the fact of the matter is just like why does it happen all the time i'll tell you why because fucking republicans so and congress this is so and, and the nra terrorist group so there are multiple factors so this was us trying this was jonathan and i tried to explain in our words why so I'll do it from myself. This is why I think that children in America are shooting up their schools. It starts, uh, there's, it's, it's, a, it's a two-pronged approach. It's one, parents are uh, lazy and are not parenting their children anymore. And they're using media to help parent their children. Ah, so yeah, I agree with that. So one. there's a there's a two pronged approach where these two things are coming together, and parents can really pay attention to their children. It's the joke I have where what's the difference between a nanny and a mommy at the park? What? There's no difference. Everyone's on their cell phone. No one's paying That's attention to the children. Oh and the children could be dead right now. Jesus Nobody cares. Christ. Everyone's on their cell phone. That's Even the true. dogs have cell phones. Damn. Even the children have cell phones. Even the children are like, I don't want to go to the park. I just want to look at this thing on a screen. Okay. So we've got... And that's now, but those are the two things that are melding together. But then we've also got parents telling their children that they're perfect, special little angels, even when they're piles of dog shit. When they act horribly, instead of giving them the stink eye, or when they scream on the bus, instead of taking them off the bus and saying, that is not the way you act in public, Mm -hmm. they just ignore it and keep looking at their phone. So... They're not engaging in the child. They're not engaging in the child. But then when they do engage in the child, they say, you're perfect, you're special, you're amazing, you're a snowflake. And they've got that coming from media too. Anything you want, you can believe, you can achieve, you can do it. Everyone gets a participation trophy. Everything's great. So from this external thing of both parenting and the lack of and media and the pervasiveness of that, you're being told you're special, you're wonderful, you're unique. And then you get in school and you get with real kids and you realize that humans are horrible. Kids are fucking brutal. Kids are brutal. They are brutal. I do not want to go back to my childhood. If you smell funny, if you look funny, if you don't even do anything wrong, if you're too skinny, if you're too fat, if you're too tall, if you're too tall, if you're too short, if you're anything, if you're not invisible then you're and people they will pick on you because they get together with group mentality because they don't understand 
social relations because they're being taught by screens, which are not teaching them anything, and they're being—they're not being actually disciplined, or there's nothing. Everything they want, they get. <laughs> they get it. I want to get. You're in the you're in the store. I want a candy bar. I was in the aisle and there was a girl screaming about. I'm like, what the fuck? Don't you get no candy when you scream in the motherfucking store? You get nothing. You don't get rewarded for negative behavior. Fuck you. And there's like four adults and they're all just like catering this to this child. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. So there's all that happening, but then they get in school, they get in school, and then they realize that people are horrible people, and they get angry, and they don't understand, and they're like, fuck it, and they just want to kill everybody. So, and guns are easy, and they're available, and they've been watching all this media, and what's been on the media, that kid was disenfranchised, and he went and shot up the school, and people are like, I get it. So... We're we're responsible for making this happen. I, I wish the electricity would go out so we could not have. We shouldn't let children consume. We shouldn't let anyone consume that much media as much as we do. But now I'm told that I'm crazy because I don't consume media. So it's like. And you people say, well, I, nothing will work unless well, you start here's, consuming media. Well, here's here's what happens uh, when you consume media and you use Facebook as your personal fucking diary every day. You know what happened with the whole Facebook thing. Now it's oh. nothing. Now it's going, everyone's moving away from Facebook. Well, yeah, you know, because they sold um, uh, some uh, our uh, data to... Uh, the people to the Russians that helped with the election. Look that shit up. They sold our Facebook data to Russians? Or That's to, hilarious. Or, or to uh, it was to this group in the UK that worked, I think, along with the Russians. I could be wrong. I think I might be saying the story wrong, but basically... We're just um, putting it in Facebook Russia and we're seeing what comes out. Oh, lots of something. Facebook exit hints at dissent on handling Russian trolls. What does that even mean? Facebook exit hints at dissent on handling of Russian trolls, meaning the way the Russian trolls were handled, they dissented that there, there's a little, ooh, this is very confusing. That's like a double negative in its own thing. Look up uh, Cambridge Analytical Scandals Explained, Facebook, Trump, Russia, WikiLeaks. This is from Vox. Vox or Vox? Vox, V-O-X, meaning Latin for voice. Cambridge Analytica and its many scandals explained. The firm has close ties to Steve Bannon. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon, man. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. We have that song. We play that. Worked for the Trump campaign and is now in some hot water. Because... Facebook sold our data for millions of, uh, like, I think, uh, yeah, millions of dollars. And I think it was other 50 million users to help swing the election. Because since Facebook knows who you are, they know what you like. They they know know your political, you know. Right, they know that I'm a communist. Good. Yeah. They're going to find me. Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica, a political consulting firm that did digital work for Donald Trump's presidential campaign in 2016 has close ties to Steve Bannon and GOP mega donor Robert Mercer, is in hot water after several recent reports have raised ethical and potentially legal questions about its business practices. The New York Times and Observer reported last week that Cambridge 
obtained private Facebook data, specifically information on tens of millions of Facebook profiles from an outside researcher who provided it to them in violation of his own agreement with Facebook. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Channel 4 News in the UK has posted video in which Cambridge CEO Alexander Nix said his firm conducts dirty tricks such as trying to tape its candidates' opponents accepting purported bribes or sending some girls around the opposing candidate's house. As the, as a result of these reports, Cambridge announced Tuesday afternoon it would suspend Nick's pending an inv- investigation. Even before all this, though, Cambridge was under secure scrutiny in special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, both because Nix contacted Julian Assange of WikiLeaks that summer to discuss hacked Democratic emails and because of a broader question about whether Trump's digital operation collaborated with Russia in some way. And while all this has been going on, there's also been a heated debate in the political world about just what in the world Cambridge Analytica even does and whether it's useful. Are they an ingenious, sinister operation that harnessed big data to power Donald Trump to victory? Or are they, as many who've worked with them claim, sort of a joke or something in between? Before there was Cambridge Analytica, there was Strategic Communications Laboratories Group, SLC Group for short, founded in 93 by a British ad man named Nigel Oakes. It is basically a messaging and PR firm that's done work for governments, politicians, and militaries around the world. Its clients included governments and politicians in Indonesia, Thailand, Kenya, the UK, and elsewhere. Uh, psychographic profiling. Here we go. SLC tends to describe its capabilities in grandiose and somewhat unsettling language. The company has touted its expertise at psychological warfare and influence operations. Mm -hmm. It's long claimed that its sophisticated understanding of human psychology helps its targets and and persuades people of its clients' preferred message. Lately, its preferred buzzwords have focused on big data and psychographic profiling. (laughs) Yet articles from the Wall Street Journal Independent on SLC's work circa 99 and 2000 describes what sound like relatively standard political messaging and PR work for the Thai and Indonesian regimes, along with a penchant for secrecy and ethically questionable activities. Uh, placing TV, it's blah, 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 blah. But, but I want to hear about Russia. Uh, GOP, here we go, we got some GOP stuff. Uh, the Mercers agreed to provide $15 million for this project to do so. This project was called Ocean. Openness, consciousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. <laughs> you can take the test here. Um, so they're they're basically trying to like, give us our, the right media. They're, they're taking are they taking our da- data from um, like our uh, profiles on Facebook or what have you, and it's being sold. So they're using a lot of psychological strategy to like some of the stuff, the pop-ups that you would see on your Facebook yeah. that, that were political or stories, they would use those as a target to swing your vote or, you know, to basically, you know, post a fake story about... Right, right, because my, they're doing yeah. fake news. Gotcha. Right. right, 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 right. So they know which fake news stories. Now that makes more sense. Yeah. But the thing is, we've made our people dumb. Like this yeah, has all been a plan. This has been a yeah, plan since No Child Left Behind, since Bush, which is to make our people so dumb and so... Trust, you, when you let your guard down, rely, yeah, exactly. That's Our reliance upon media to tell us who we are and what we do and that how we consume. This is just so sad. We are, all we are, our number, we are just, it's all about money. And, we are and people, nothing. And, how are we supposed to live our lives when everything is nothing? Like how can we create meaning when there's 
there's this when there's fucking stupidity it's all just over crazy it. and the thing is just like you know people you know people trust listen i i like social media i love it it's fun i'm not on it every day because i like the real world more mm. and but people trust you know people post things on facebook when they shouldn't be mm. people use it as their personal diaries stupid ass criminals post their crimes up there and then get caught anyway that's funny i mean it is funny that's very funny when i watch judge mathis most of the cases are because of something slanderous on facebook or what wow. have you people, i mean really there's a good way social media is not your personal diary to put all your shit up there because it's for everyone and then also too and this is going further to like with myspace which i had back in the day you can't put everything out there for because it will be held against you and i've always felt the government will use whatever you put out there to hold against you or and look what happened now i mean your, your data is getting sold i know but nobody wants my data <laughs> no, my data no. says well, nothing. Dead. You your can't swing. They can't swing me. Like they can't. Your data special. Yeah. No, I does. I don't. I'm. It's, I'm not special. I just. It's because I. I know how to read. And I, have, like, I have this thing called critical thought. Like I can read things and analyze whether I think that they're, you know, good or. But not this is like one of the tactics that like a lot of the trolls have used to. The trolls. The trolls. No, and the and trolls. You know what? The trolls came out because when we started doing when I, I started talking a little bit about like the 9-11 conspiracy and um and or it's not a conspiracy when I started posting stuff about that there were people that came out that were like I'm like I think they're paid yeah by the other side to find this stuff and then there to is, comment on it yeah. and to make it bigger and, and people make you feel bad about yourself they say the worst There's things, things the, they say you're stupid I, and stuff and I'm like I'm just saying that from the evidence that I've seen and from the knowledge that I've compiled it really seems like it was a controlled detonation which means that somebody did it and and I'd and I'd like someday to find out who the responsible party was and whether it was the guy the Jewish guy who bought the building doesn't matter that he's Jewish but the rich man who bought the building and knew that it needed to be retrofitted for asbestos on from floors 64 up you know or you know there was they'd used asbestos in half the building and they knew they had to get it out and it would cost so much you know so all that stuff and that, that he got the payout, he got the insurance payout that doubled because they said it was, he said it was two buildings and he fought for that. And it was actually three buildings. Why, and then why would that, why would the building fall apart way far away that had all the paperwork that would have all the, I mean, there was so much information that blew up because now everything's digital, but all that information was from before everything was digital, before everything was in the cloud. So it was real. They blew up a building of hard evidence, basically. They blew up. I'm curious to know what the trolls said. Okay. Oh, the trolls said on my stuff. Yeah. What, like, what did they say? Like, oh, uh, about, oh, they just said I was stupid, stupid, stupid. Dumb, yeah. dumb, 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 dumb. The, the, it's I, easy to find them now. Proof. This is real proof. Blah, 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 blah. Isn't it easy to, like, find out that you're a troll? Like, because I, I would get into it with people. Like, uh, I remember I got into into it with some, like, 
during the Michael Brown thing and I'm just mm. like it was really heated but now I'm like uh, when I post things on YouTube or you know add a comment I always I always know who's trolling because it's always the ones that don't know how to spell uh-huh um can only say like this is this is fake news you're an asshole and i'm right, like is right, that right. all you got or can they, you- they say like you're the dumbest person ever yeah and i'm just like give me something can you can you throw something a little bit with logic that it's so funny they he god i hate i can't even see him on the side of things this is as russian connection the emergence of krogan st petersburg connection comes as relations between moscow and the west plumb to new lows Kogan, a U.S. citizen, uh, born in the... Oh, it's... You know, this is funny. It's not actually... It doesn't want to let me read this thing. It keeps popping up. It, it's like, they really don't want you to uh, know Be what's informed. going on. <laughs> Facebook and UK political consultant, they sued in data storm. Okay, so basically, the shit's hitting the fan because... But that's so. What's gonna happen out of all this? That's that's the question, right? That's, so does we don't have happen? any we don't have the responsible adults in the room right now. So we'll just let all the dictators and all the assholes have their fun day and and push the red button when um it was Trump said something about he's he uh, the the death penalty and drug oh, cases. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm During like, the Duterte. Duterte. Yeah. yeah. And he supports that guy. He even said, he, like, I support homie. that guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. He likes dictators. And I'm just like, so you, that, does that mean that you're going to kill all the doctors and people at the pharmaceutical right, company? Right. Because I think, <laughs> I, found, I found that statement really funny because I, I was thinking, this nigga thinks that this is some homeboy on the corner selling some smack. When it's actually, no, it's Dr. Bryce Watkins. So here, Trump wants the death penalty for drug traffickers. He's got it. This is very sad. This is from NBC News. This is like, Trump wants the death penalty for drug traffickers. He's got it. Capital punishment is authorized against those who run a continuing criminal enterprise involving large quantities of drugs or that brings in $20 million over a one-year period. The death penalty for $20 million. He's... It's not going to, it's not going to happen. Legal analysis. Tr- Donald, President Donald Trump said Monday that one way his administration will combat the opioid crisis is by increasing criminal penalties, including seeking the death penalty for drug traffickers. You know, okay, so here's the thing though <laughs> that I heard about. Um, we were talking to some Canadian who's lived in Mexico forever at a bar. And he was saying that the way that the cartels work in Mexico is they won't, like they send... They basically send girls and young people up to the United States with tons of drugs on them. And they say, if you don't take these, we're going to kill your mom, your dad, your brother, your entire family. If you don't take these drugs across the border. And they're like, but I could get killed. And they're like, so now if they're saying they're going to kill drug traffickers, that means that people who are coming across the border are going to get they're killed. They're going to get shot because they're, but what if that's the thing is we don't know. What if that's a young person who's forced into doing it? It is. By a lot else? of the we young can't. kids, a lot of the young kids and um, women that are, you know, that have to do these, the jobs for the cartels are forced into it. It's they're not, forced it's, into it. they're yeah. not like, gee, I've always, wow, my whole life, I've always wanted to run drugs across the border for, you know, some of them. I, <laughs> maybe. But I mean, I, but the, the but, concept of this basically we're saying is, Let's just shoot 
Uh, it's yeah we could get rid of the opioids if we just killed the drug dealers yeah war on drugs part three right. didn't work the first time it yeah it i'm not worried about this honestly because he's got too much shit going on for him to even try to do any policy on this and well he's got to do some he's there not needs to have some policy on the opioid crisis but the problem is that because it, he's a Republican, he won't give money to rehab centers. Like, what we could yeah. do is put money into the, you know, we in the safe injection sites, into rehab centers, into mm-hmm. how about not prescribing opioids for things yes, that don't need to have opioids prescribed? For how about penalize those companies and doctors who overprescribe yeah. for these opioids? Yeah. Oh my God. So, our buddy. Wow. We have a comedian buddy who recently had some surgery and I said to him, hey, watch out for those opioids. And he said, I didn't take, he didn't take any of them. He just took ibuprofen. That's he was like, like, I don't want to get hooked on it. I'm just not going to take it. My friend himself. who, uh, <laughs> he ended up having to get an MRI. He, he, something went wrong with his back and the doctor asked him, did he want to any oxy? He's like, I don't want to get hooked on that. And the doctor's like, you know what? I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> so he gave him some other kind of, uh, like, uh, Tyler. I think it was Tylenol. Yeah, Tylenol yeah, three has a little yeah. bit of codeine in it. It's no big deal. Like, yeah. The thing is, you just need a you need, what you don't you, what you yes. need less. What you need less of is the opioid, and what you need more of is the anti-inflammatory. So, if you could, if you could just smoke pot and Duh. then use a topical, use like a an anti a THCA balm on yourself for you know internal and external reduction of inflammation that's all you need pain is inflammation that's what it is and i can understand like if you're in the hospital and you had like some like really extreme surgery or what have you yeah. and you, you need like something like while you're in the hospital that is yeah you go you go bing and you press the little button right and they that way they you. can control they can yeah. control your There's intake nurses. or what have you right rather than like well here's a whole box of oxycontin for you to take home make sure, sure you use it pr- properly yeah come on because now. we know that we as <laughs> americans we are gluttonous and we over imbibe that's the thing is media isn't bad but it's bad when it's everywhere all the time all consuming you know marijuana okay i do smoke it all the time so that's not fair uh <laughs> but there's if just a moderation, people, and and now and then once you can't tell it. I've watched enough intervention <laughs> to know there's new seasons. I oh my god, I know. <laughs> oh, there's this new one. Okay, it's so good. It's, it's the heroin, the heroin triangle. I know it's north. It's in we, Georgia, northwest or northeast of Atlanta. Right. There's a triangle and. Marriottville. You know what? And I watch my kid. I don't know what went what, what wrong. And it's like, well, now they're on drugs and they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. The one, the one girl and her boyfriend and, and the, the guy was like, he was oh like, well, mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're always bitching at me and that just makes yes. me want to do more drugs. Exactly. You're bitching me. It just oh makes my God, me that one made me so like, mad. And the, the mom is just taking it. I'm just like, and he had the he had the girlfriend living there too. Girlfriend living there. And I just expected you to clean the house. She's like, all I asked you to do to live here was clean, clean the house. house. And they're like, you bitching at me makes me want to do bitch. drugs. You're a fucking bitch. Yeah, it was. I, I was, wish I could call my mom a fucking bitch. And it was a beautiful out. house. It was nice. But all that yard. People in their 20s need to pay their own motherfucking rent. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to, you're getting high again in my house. Well, mom, why don't you kick the motherfucker out? 
Oh, and I like the first couple uh, that had the kid, but the mom was watching the kid, but they went to rehab. I think it was the second episode when they went to rehab. Well, I watched yeah. those and I loved it. Actually, this is this is funny. I mean, this is a personal story. But those were some dusty-ass be... white folks, though. Damn. Uh, <laughs> so, I had, I, it was like being on an episode of Intervention, but... I mean, and maybe old dumb face will call in one time and tell us the story from his own perspective. But uh, so I made a bad, de- I made a poor decision. I, I being Pam Benjamin, I feel like I have a lot of responsibility to a lot of people, and I try to always maintain my responsibilities. And sometimes I make the wrong choices in respecting those responsibilities. I was dog slash house sitting uh, a couple weekends ago. And a lovely, sweet dog. And I was staying there, and it was great. And I and I do it, and I love being there. Well, we had a, it was a Friday. We had a show here. It was Pamtastics. Jonathan and Steve. So Steve was staying here because he was going to stay with. He stayed with my cat while we were in Mexico, and he worked at Jonathan's job. Blah 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 blah. So they went to Bender's, and I was here. And then they came here, and they were pretty drunk. Well, Jonathan brought a bottle of whiskey, and I said, I don't want to drink because I'm trying to be a good example and we don't have alcohol here at Mutiny Radio. And so I, as the leader, do not want to have that bottle of alcohol. So he put it away. But he went off to skateboard hockey. Now, before he left, Steve Poggi said, oh, there's a bottle. So what I didn't know is that Steve had already had like three beers, two shots, and a bottle of Taka Vodka. Oh, shit. Well, Jonathan gives him the bottle of whiskey and then leaves. Oh. He thought that he was going to give it to Alyssa to put in a flask somewhere. Anyways, so Jonathan should have... The bottle was my bottle. I should have put it away somewhere else and had it later or used it another time. But it ends up in Steve Poggi's hands. Oh, shit. He says to me the next morning, the last thing he remembers is talking to John Gallagher outside and then blackout. We can listen. We can listen to it. It's actually hilarious if we listen to the set. It's He's so drunk. He has no memory of this whatsoever. So when he performed, he was super this. drunk. He was so drunk, right? So then the show is over. I can't get him out from in front of here. He's being so loud and he's just screaming and being insane and falling over. And Alyssa Westerland's like, I'll take care of him. I'm like, you're never going to get him back to Oakland. You're never going to. It's never going to work. I cannot let him go with you. And then Keith D is like, I got him. I've been in this state before. I'm fine. I got this. I know what this is about. And I'm like, uh, I can't uh, leave my friend with Keith D. He's going he's to get, police are going to find him. He, this has happened before. He's woken up in the hospital with bills and being oh, maced. Yeah, yeah. And he's been mugged. Things happen to him when he gets this drunk. So I know he's this drunk. And That's I'm your, not, and he's my, he's my, I feel like this time he's my responsibility. Right. But I'm also dog sitting and I'm at this house. Oh, shit. And I'm like.